Welcome to Optoly Radio, your regular 30-minute dose of everything you need to accelerate your e-commerce marketing success. Welcome back to Optily Radio. We're really excited to kick off the second season with Rosie Bailey in the virtual studio with us today. Rosie is the CEO of Nibble Technology, a chatbot that enables users to negotiate lower prices in real time while shopping online. And from the Optily side of things, we have Max Tomlinson in with us today. Max is the marketing automation manager here and takes care of all of Optily's email, backend marketing connections, and setting up our helpful chatbot. Welcome to the show, Rosie and Max. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to Hi, be here. Hi, everyone. Cool. Thank you. So, Rosie, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how it is you got into the world of e-commerce and chatbot technology? Um, so, I've been CEO at Nibble for a year and a half, and we I set the business up with my co-founder, Jamie. Jamie and I met studying. We were mature students commonly known as a midlife crisis. <laughs> and, uh, and both of us were looking for new things to do. Jamie had just come back from Turkey and he'd been haggling on a pair of trainers in a Turkish bazaar. And he realized that the process inv- resulted in he got the trainers at a price that worked for him. The seller got the trainers sold at a price that worked for them. But crucially, they both smiled and there was a bit of cheeky chat along the way. And so that was the real, the, that was the inspiration, if you like, for Nibble, which is a chatbot with quite a unique personality. Awesome. That's super interesting. I remember my first time haggling in a market in uh, Mexico. I got a good deal on a hammock and I was very proud of myself. I haggled in Spanish and everything. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you know there's, there's academic research that says that you're happier with purchases that you worked for? And we believe that with Nibble, that will translate into um, higher customer lifetime value because people will enjoy the experience and want to come back. Interesting. Very interesting. So one of the main issues that we're dealing with in marketing, as we all know, is data loss and targeting. And it's becoming so much more difficult to kind of run marketing campaigns. So really keeping that traffic that we do get on our e-commerce stores is becoming more critical than ever. So what do you see are some of the main issues that Shopify store owners and e-commerce store owners in general deal with when it comes to retention and increasing conversions on their sites? Yes, thank you. Uh, it, it, it is a bit like a leaky bucket, isn't it? You sort of you spend a, a huge amount of effort inviting someone to come to your site, helping them browse, helping them find the thing, and they could leave at any stage in that journey. And and what with uh, data issues? I actually believe there's a huge ethical question here, actually. I'm, I'm, maybe I, I should hesitate about having my soapbox, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think we need to be very responsible about how we use people's data. And the less we do that, the more everyone will be regulated and, and the more consumers will fight back. Um, and, and very much our chatbot is designed to, you can be incognito and negotiate with Nibble. And that will always be the case. Um, we, we think it's always important that you have the option to not tell anybody who you are or, or, or your background. But in terms of pushing retention, we see there's several points where you can make a big difference. And, and one of the points that we're really focused on is Somebody's come to your website, they found a product they like, that you've got them there. And then what happens is 
60 or 70% of people, 70% in a recent survey we did, go and look for a better deal somewhere else. They might find, try and find a voucher code. They might use Honey. They might look for that product on someone else's website. And the nature of the internet is, is at that stage, they will see a video of a cat riding a motorbike and forget all about the original purchase. And so we're all about saying to that 70% of consumers saying, you've got here, you like the product. If it's the price that's worrying you, why don't you talk to us? And let's see if we can find a win-win outcome, something that's a good deal for you, but is still something that retailer is comfortable with. Because the ugly truth is, is when they go, they might well find a voucher code, they may well find an offer. And so actually you're much better off keeping them on your website at that stage and trying to retain that purchase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah, cart abandonment is a huge problem. And just like you said, you know, a lot of people even kind of get used to that. You know, if I leave it in my cart, I'll get an email in two days with, you know, a 20% off coupon. But by that time, they've already forgotten what they were buying. How exactly does Nibble try to solve this? Like, at what point does it kind of trigger? And what is the, the process by which uh, Nibble tries to keep these people from leaving? So we can we can trigger in a couple of different ways, but the main point is, is the nibble is, is live as a button on your product detail page. And you can make that alive under certain criteria. It could be that you recognize that customer because they're logged in and you want to give them the chance to have a special deal because they're a loyal customer and you don't want them to go somewhere else. Or it could be that that individual has displayed some sort of exit intent or dwell time and because they're looking like they're really thinking about it, but they haven't pressed add to cart, you then show them the nibble button and give them the chance to negotiate, trying to stop them dithering at that point and try and get them to agree a deal. At that point, they click the, the, the user clicks the nibble button and brings up a chat window that looks like WhatsApp or, or something like that. And then the chatbot will say, how can I help? Can I get you a special deal? Would you like to pay a different price? And, and at that point, a, a very natural language negotiation takes place. You, you suggest the price and the terms that you're willing to willing to transact on. Nibble quite often will say, pull the other one, please make a better offer. And after a little exchange, hopefully you'll come to an agreement and then the user will press add to cart. And then they'll go back to your website, to your checkout flow, to the to the situation that they've seen before and they trust. So we can trigger that through an on-page browsing experience. And we can also trigger that in an email that's targeted at a single person about perhaps an abandoned cart or, or reactivation emails. We, we had a very successful campaign for someone who's got a beauty product and they were launching a, a refill and there was a new product. And so they sent it out to all the people who bought the original product and said, come back and negotiate for a bit of fun on the refill. And we got we got a, a over twenty percent conversion from that particular campaign. So just like a, a, a Clavio email campaign or a voucher campaign, but you can give people the chance to negotiate. Yeah, and that brings That's... me to kind of my next question. Yeah, go ahead, Max. No, I was just going to say off the back of that that I just wondered: Do you feel that price negotiations are probably the best step for a business to try and convert a customer as a as a final stage, or in the cart abandonment process, or is there an aspect of value added services that are maybe an alternative option, extended warranties or servicing? I, I saw you did a, a piece for a client that specialised in watches. I didn't know if anything like value added services for servicing there were were a slightly better technique than necessarily price negotiations, and whether that was something you'd explored i think there are there are many options um so you go a gift with purchase for example and and it is very much for the retailer to determine what their customers uh, value 
the most highly and you can put different things at that point. What we find is the act of the negotiation, the act of saying, I could probably get you a deal, what would you like, causes quite a different level of engagement than any other chatbot or interaction on your website. I mean, people say things like, please can I get a discount? I love this product, but my wife will kill me if I pay that much money for it. I mean, it's that kind of chat or... I bought six of these. I love this brand. I can't I can't quite justify the last one. Could you get me a special deal? Or we did have one go, uh, I've been in hospital, Nibble, come on, be nice. I don't know whether he was making it up. Nibble was not very um sensitive to that one, I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> um so that level of engagement and that level of brand awareness and that and then Nibble can say in the chat, don't forget this is um fair trade coffee. We can't offer such a discount because we pay a fair price to our farmers. Or it can say, don't forget, this is the best British design you're going to find. One of our one of our companies is very big into British design. Or, or you know, like, you won't get a unique timepiece like this. You know, so there's quite a lot of very bespoke chat you can put into it. Within that chat, you can then put extended warranties, gift with purchase, a second watch strap or particular service elements. But by starting it as a negotiation the engagement is already notched up much, much higher. And that, that, that principle is based in behavioral science. And so it's therefore more effective. But it does stem from starting it as a negotiation rather than as a sort of free extra gift. Very interesting. Cool. So yeah, my uh, kind of follow up on that is, I guess, you know, the standard kind of pop up, you know, 10% discount, as opposed to the more interactive nature of something like a chatbot. Do you feel like people are genuinely willing to interact with a chatbot or is there some kind of hesitation of like, obviously they know it's not a person um, and then they kind of have to spend, you know, maybe five minutes talking to this robot in order to get that 10% discount. And they're kind of like, ugh, why couldn't I have just gotten the 10% discount to begin with? Not wasting my time, basically. Okay, so on pop-ups, how many times have you closed a pop-up and then later on you think, how do I get that 10% back? Yeah. There's, to me, pop-ups, oh gosh, that's just so irritating, right? Yeah. And and all the, 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 hey, I can see you're browsing our website. Can I help you? Chatbot in the bottom right of the screen. Get away, get away. I don't need you yet. So Nibble is usually triggered at the user's option, right? Like it is a button and you can press it. And, and so it's a very different attitude to the interaction. So you've invited them to have the interaction, but they are choosing to have the interaction. So that's the first thing I'd say. The second thing I'd say is our average negotiation time is less than a minute, which is way different from making an offer on eBay or on Depop or Poshmark and having an exchange of messages on a peer-to-peer mm-hmm. marketplace. So it's one minute. It makes you smile almost without fail even when you don't get a deal, possibly (laughs) particularly when you don't get a deal. And we've done extensive user testing. If you say to somebody, do you like negotiating? Most people are 50-50. A few people go, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I always get a great deal. And a few people, particularly British people, I'll admit, go, I couldn't think of anything more terrifying. I definitely don't want that conflict. If you ask people, do you prefer the experience with Nibble to negotiating human to human, 85% agree because it's quick. It's not embarrassing. If you fail to get a deal, you close the window and start again. And it's more fun. Interesting. Very interesting. So 
how do you kind of stop it from being a race to whatever that kind of set bottom price is? Like you can just keep trying, you know, 10 times until you kind of get the absolute maximum discount for that watch you've been ogling. Yeah. So there's two things. One is people are afraid of the race to the bottom. They're saying if I put haggling one place on my website, my customers will need it everywhere. And my answer to that is it's the same as true of all promotional activity. And we're, as an organization, we're a little bit anti-promotions, right? We want you to price your products fairly and appropriately and your customers will be thrilled to buy them at that price. Do you know what I mean? This is a promotional tool where promotions make sense. End of season sales, loyal customer reactivation programs, those sorts of things. So firstly, is it a race to the bottom? No. And with Nibble, you have a 10 times more control than you do with many other promotions. This doesn't put red letters all over your website. This can trigger in very select scenarios. And the pricing is not always 15% off because that's the industry standard. It's whatever makes sense for you and for the buyer. So it could well be 8% off or 7% off. And mostly it's quite small percentages. So it's not intended to be a race to the bottom. And then you ask me, does everyone always get the lowest discount? And the answer is no. Uh, Nibble is a chatbot, but it negotiates as much as possible like a human. And and so it will respond to what you say and how you negotiate and meet you at a fair place compared to what you say. Yeah, it'll negotiate like a human. And that's what the AI behind it is designed to do. That's really interesting. And and just going back to the, uh, the, the promotion period that you were discussing goes on a lot within this industry. Do you, your clients and customers have the Nibble function available 24-7 on their website or do a lot of them pick specific periods of time, like you were saying, end of season sales and things like that? Or in order to just try and kind of maximize their order values and things like that, do they have it appearing basically constantly? Yeah, it, it, it's different for different customers. There are some okay. customers who have a sort of market marketplace mentality who would already be trying to use some kind of make and offer function or some kind of semi-automated call customer service if you need me. Those people sometimes use it all the time. We have a few mm-hmm. customers like that. And for them, the immediate saving is on customer service agents because Nibble then negotiates a deal so you don't have to get involved. It's fully automated. And interestingly enough, on one watch website, if the deal fails, Nibble says, would you like to leave your email address in case the retailer changes their mind? And in over 40% of transactions, people leave an email address. But what's that that's done for that watch seller is it's filtered out only the people who are serious. So they don't have a hundred, one pound or $1 offers. They have a smaller number of serious offers that they can go through manually and, and decide whether to accept. So that's when one type of customer is the type of customer who always wanted that site of, type of interaction on their website because they wanted to create that eBay-style experience. The other type of customer, we've had a huge amount of success for a customer that sells at-home karaoke machines, the, the, the lockdown must-have. And that's um, great. it's a very seasonal thing, right? It's a very seasonal thing. It's a lot of things are sold over gifting period and, and Christmas, so between Black Friday and, and, and the Christmas period. And they use Nibble to try and even out their sales through the rest of the year. So for them, Nibble is invisible unless you have a significant dwell time on the website. So you look like you're really browsing and you come back to the website webpage a couple of times. And if you look like that and you need the nudge to convert, and, and we improve their conversion in shoulder periods by 50%. But in that situation, it was very targeted, right? And it was trying Mm. to basically improve conversion in those outside of period. And interestingly enough, over Christmas, they ran a very standard 
I think it was $10 off offer. Do you know what I mean? Across the whole website, you know, much more in line with a Black Friday style campaign. And they switched Nibble off at that stage. And we're very happy for them to run different promotions through the year, depending what suits them. But it was good for them to try and balance out that very seasonal. Wow. That's really great. Um, so kind of going off your first point there, kind of uh, gathering, you know, the emails and then having that human element play into the uh, automated chatbot. Do you see this technology kind of converging with customer service, creating some kind of hybrid automation? Um, or do you think that eventually, you know, robots will sort of take over the vast majority of customer service and all of that and humans will be only there for like the really serious kind of issues? And do you think, you know, people will get used to talking to chatbots and having, you know, these nice conversations with them and instant response time and all of that? <laughs> you know, I really don't know. I know that for the negotiation, the haggle, people prefer to talk to a chatbot because it's not embarrassing and not scary. And I know that they want to talk about more than just price. They want to talk about, is there a, you know, like, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, Nibble, I can't do a deal in that price range, but for $100, I can offer you these alternative products. Or if you bought more than one at the same time, I might be able to do you a better deal. You know, so it's not just about the price then. It's trying to get the um, get the win-win the scenario. You know, many retailers would give a better deal for a higher average order value mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. they, they would be perfectly willing to clear last season's fashion. You know, I was talking to a, a shoe company and they said, look, we always do a knee-high black leather boot and we try and sell it for over $200 in the first season. But we also have knee-high boots from last season that we're selling for under $50. So you can see a scenario where Nibble negotiates, they fail to reach agreement on the $200 boots, but they can sub substitute for $60, something from last season that's still good quality, but it's, and it's just not in every size and it's not widely available. So I think there are lots of places where automation can get really very smart and very targeted and very quick. I think there will always be places where people want to be reassured with a human. And I think one of the conundrums is to make it clear. I mean, Nibble has like a character, like a, a emoji style character. And that's on purpose. We don't want you to think you're talking to a human. Um, yeah. and, and we're very happy. Nibble then basically will offload you, right? If you say, actually, you can't satisfy my need. Nibble says, look, I'm here only just to get you a really great deal. If that's not what you want to talk about, can I pass you over to customer service? Because it's two different types of conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, speaking of, you know, people trying to trick people into thinking that bots are humans like that i think it was google a few years ago with like the assistant making like a hair appointment and you know the salon person just totally thought they were speaking to a human like oh thursday doesn't work okay does wednesday afternoon work and it was just yeah. very bizarre so yeah yeah it's definitely it works perfectly it's fine isn't it but it's if it breaks down halfway you kind of yeah. feel cheated yeah it's just like the you know when you're calling your your telephone company or something and it's you know you get the robo call and it's like human human let me speak to a human <laughs> but yeah no that's very interesting as well about the average order values it's not just that people will leave the site it's that they might only buy one item whereas once you've already got them and they're buying you know like a pair of shoes like complementary products bundling all of that and increasing their order value i think it the chatbot technology could really be helpful there and, you know, kind of, you know, the bulk discounts like that you wouldn't normally be able yeah. to access 
on your own, but something like this could really help with that. So do you have any, you know, kind of success stories that you'd like to share with us? I mean, we're very happy to be doing, we do over a million dollars a month in luxury watches, which is very exciting uh, with Watch Rapport, which is a, a big partner for us. But we're also been very successful on fishing equipment. What we're finding is, is people who are passionate about their hobbies, they hanker after something, right? So we're on a big fishing website called Cyprinus in the UK. And people really want the latest and greatest for their hobbies. And the Lucky Voice karaoke machines were on high quality Japanese kitchen knives. So it's things that you really care about spending your time on and you want to treat yourself, but you can't quite justify it unless you can get a little bit of a deal. So those are the places where we do the best. And we're just about to launch a big campaign to increase our footprint in the circular economy. And I'm really, really excited about this because where we're active for Watch Report is on secondhand watches. And what we're seeing is this huge growth in specialist secondhand marketplaces. There's one for high-end camera equipment, some for fashion, some for... And um, we think that we can, frankly, we think we can help everyone be as effective as eBay. So, so if any of your listeners are in this circular economy... Um, I'm just about to launch a big campaign looking for you guys and talking to a couple of the big tech companies about powering their buyback programs to try and help them recycle tech. And those are all places where people expect to negotiate and people expect some element of variable pricing. And those are places that I think we have a lot. We have a big role to play and a lot that we can do to help on, on from an environmental point of view. Tech for good, if, if I can put it that way. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So where can people uh, find Nibble if they want to get started? Is it a Shopify app? Do they just go straight to your website? So, so you can either use our Shopify app if you have a Shopify store, which you can find in the app store, or you come to our website, nibbletechnology.com. And you can use our API to integrate to any other platform. We love talking to our customers. We're a young company and talking to our customers helps us understand how we can be more helpful. We're fundamentally about the negotiation technology, but how and when we deploy it has been entirely learned from our early adopter customers. And so if you do come to the website, click the get in touch button. We're real humans behind it. We don't let Nibble get in touch with you. So um, so from that point of view, we'd love to speak. Oh, but just playing around with Nibble is very fun. I, I definitely did a couple uh, negotiations myself and it is definitely fun and humorous. And I definitely get uh, Nibble's personality coming through. So, <laughs> But on that note, uh, people can kind of fully customize the bot to their own kind of brand tone of voice and all of that. Yes. So we do um, custom copy for you. We do recommend that you let us write your custom copy because it still has to be Nibble's tone of voice because Nibble needs to be able to negotiate, basically. And what we tend to find is you have some element of what's called what we would call agency protection. If Nibble doesn't agree a deal on a particular item, your customer can happily blame Nibble for that mm. impasse mm. and it doesn't blame the brand. Mm -hmm. And so from that point of view, we do think a little bit of separation between Nibble's brand and your brand is in your interests, but we can make the button styling look just like your add to cart button and we can put some custom copy in to, to sort of recognize the value of your brand and your products. Great. That's really cool. That kind of negates that whole positive negative experience when dealing with 
you know, maybe customer service and things like that over chatbots, which I think is a really important aspect. If you can try and just get rid of any aspect where a customer could complain quite heavily or, I mean, obviously a positive experience would always be welcomed. But if you can get rid of that completely, then it makes that whole interaction a lot simpler. And like you keep saying, a lot easier for the customer. You know, they just deal with a chatbot and and that's it. They've got the product that they want, hopefully at a price that they're, they're happy with. So yeah, yes, really interesting. If they do end up swearing at Nibble, then they're swearing yeah. at Nibble and not at you. <laughs> not exactly. Do. You'd be surprised exactly. how little it happens. I mean, obviously it does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But not often, because most people get to that point and they really want to buy the item, mm. and they won't waste their time. They they're not interested in pressing the button for fun, right? Like they're not. They haven't got enough time. Everyone's in a rush, right? So mm-hmm. actually, most people are quite focused and charming. Great. Well, it looks like we are just about at time and we would like to conclude with the question that we ask all of our guests at the end of our show. If our listeners come away from this episode with just one thing that they can implement today to start accelerating their online business, what would that one tip or tactic be? I would say, and this is a tip for life as much as anything, don't be worried or afraid of a negotiation go into it picturing that there's a win-win scenario and aim for slightly better than that. That's great. Perfect. Wonderful. It's been great talking to you, Rosie. Max, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you to the both of you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Optily Radio, Accelerate E-Commerce Marketing. We're, of course, brought to you by Optily, the new Shopify app that's revolutionizing how store owners manage their ad spend across Facebook, Instagram, Google, and YouTube. If you're one of the millions who is struggling to know where to spend your marketing dollars for the most impact, try out Optily free for two weeks. Watch your returns increase, hours open up in your schedule, and achieve your business goals fast. Learn more at Optily.com. We'll catch you back here next time on Optilly Radio for more expert tips on growing your online store through marketing. Take care.